Before we start this episode, I thought I'd tell you that I've got a new book out. Yes, another one. This one is to help coaches supercharge their coaching capability through reflective journaling. Coaching Journal, a guide and journal, walks you through the process by, well, providing you with a guide and some structured reflective models. So pop over to Amazon and get this quick, practical and insightful book today to start your journey towards a more successful professional practice. What would you put in your backpack if you had a new coaching engagement but could only take a limited number of items? Each week, The Coach's Backpack looks at the multifaceted world of coaching and asks a new guest to tell us what they would take with them and why. I'm David Lowe, and this week we're taking a peek inside the backpack of Jitem Vara. Welcome, Jitem. Hi, David. So let's start off by asking you to describe what you do in under 20 words. I'm a business coach and trainer by day, David, but by night I'm a personal fitness coach, an online personal fitness coach. Thank you very much. Okay, well, look, here is the concept. You've been asked to coach a new client, but are limited to what you can take with you. So don't worry, you've got the essentials, you've got your clothes, you've got your gym kit, you've got your toothbrush and your selection of protein shakes. Uh, And in addition to those, you can take one book, one tool, technique, concept, method, or approach, one other item of your choice, and a person from the present or the past to accompany you. So what and who would you take with you and why? Okay, thanks, David. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm not going to take a book with me. I'm going to take a TED Talk. So I'm going to take The Power of Believing That You Can Improve. It's a TED Talk by Carol Dweck. Uh, who's a researcher into motivation. She coined the phrase, I think, growth mindset and has written several books on it. And the reason why I would take this TED Talk with me is because she introduces the concept of not yet. It's a bit of a left field thing to take with me as it's not really anything to do with fitness, but it's a, it's a, a TED Talk that helps you to think about what might be possible. So often in fitness circles, or if you're trying to get fit or lose weight, people can become quite frustrated when something doesn't happen straight away. When they don't see results, they may end up giving up and going back to their maybe more unhealthier lifestyles. The not yet concept is really a powerful way of thinking about, okay, I haven't achieved my goals yet, but there's still possibilities to come. And lots of research has shown that taking this not yet type approach helps you to change more effectively in the long run. And so it's really, really useful when you're looking to improve your fitness or reduce your weight or change your body composition in some sort of way. Interesting. We'll put a link to this video in the show notes as well. So where are we going next then, Jim? The next thing I'm going to take, David, is a tool and it's my energy intake calculator. Okay, sounds very Star Trek. Uh, Not really, David. It's a little bit left field from a fitness point of view, but the fitness industry is famed for confusing people, I think sometimes deliberately, with the aim of trying to sell different techniques, different tools, different gadgets, different gizmos, different supplements, different diet techniques. But actually, becoming fit, becoming healthier, and losing weight is fairly simple. The most difficult thing is the mindset, but hopefully Carol Dweck's concept of not yet will help with that. 
the energy intake calculator is really, really useful for helping an individual to determine how much food they should be eating given their current body composition. So if an individual's goal is to lose weight, the energy intake calculator will help them to understand how much food should they eat for them to effectively lose weight, but still remain healthy and vice versa. If you're looking to gain weight or looking to gain muscle or get ripped as lots of people would like to do, then again, the energy intake calculator would help that individual to understand how much they should eat, how much protein they should eat, how much carbs and how many fats, which is often quite important for a particular individual. And it demystifies what can be quite a, a cloudy area in the fitness industry. It sounds like you're not suggesting that people have a specific diet. You've got some freedom as long as you fit within the confines of whatever this calculator tells you to have. That's absolutely correct, David. So I frequently eat chocolate as part of my diet. I frequently eat ice cream as part of my diet as well. And lots of the clients that I work with, I encourage them to eat what they like eating. And so if it is a glass of wine every now and again, no big deal. If it is some chocolate every now and again, no big deal. If it is a slice of cake every now and again, no big deal. As long as it fits within the bounds of the amount of energy you should be taking in a day, it's all good. I would, of course, in general, recommend a healthy diet with lots of fruits and vegetables and whole foods. But hey, we're living in the modern world. And from time to time, it's definitely okay to treat yourself to the things that you like. David, I think it's really important to add that all of this should be really, really enjoyable to the individual. Often people struggle with getting fit, getting healthier because they do undertake a crash diet or they do undertake some extreme exercise regime. And it's really not sustainable. So it's really important to enjoy the food that you eat and really enjoy the types of exercises that you do. If, you, if you're enjoying it, you're, you're more likely to be able to stick with it and attain your fitness, physique and health goals. So I'm picking up that it's not just about the workouts and it's not just about the nutrition. So how would you describe what you're focusing on as a fitness coach? Really good question, David. The thing that I'm really focusing on is the mindset side of things. So I'm a professional coach outside of the fitness industry as well. As I mentioned, I'm a business coach by day. And a lot of those sorts of approaches to get into getting people to change and adapt behaviors is something that I bring into my fitness coaching as well. And this is really where the concept of not yet really is uh, a crucial element of the coaching process. So I've myself have had a fitness, personal fitness trainer in the past. They were very much focused on here are the exercises, here are the types of foods you should eat, and here are the quantities. But if I'm honest, it felt a bit too transactional. It felt a bit too regimented. And it didn't take into account all of the other things that are going on in our lives. It doesn't, didn't take into account all of the other goals that we might have in our lives as well. And so the service that I aim to provide is much more of a holistic approach. The fitness and health element is just one part of it. The mindset, your life's goals, what you want to achieve, and in general, 
how you would like your life to look like is another aspect of my coaching because I wholly and truly believe that they um, are intrinsically linked together. If we're to be successful in one part of our lives means that we would need to be successful in the other parts of our lives as well. So health and fitness is one part. Living your life to the full is the other part. So one thing I've noticed from doing this podcast with the different types of coaches that have come on it is that some are more directional than others. And I know within your business coaching, you're very much focused on the client or the organization being the ones who are deciding what they're doing and, and not giving explicit direction of what to do. Yes, it's true. So how directional are you in the fitness side? I'm a mixture of the the two. I, or, or I oscillate in that spectrum from being direct to non-direct. When it comes to the fitness element side of things, such as what exercises to do, what the, the regimes should look like, uh, how much the individual should eat, uh, maybe the types of things that would benefit them if they ate that, that particular food. I'm more directive. Of course, I listen to the client, for example, if they, they are only available to work out three days a week, but I'm suggesting they work out every day, then of course, that's not going to work. If I tell them that they should eat broccoli, but they really hate broccoli, then that's not going to work. So of course, I listen to, to their needs as well. But in that aspect, I'm, I'm much more directive. But when it comes to the much more holistic side of things, such as what really are the goals of the client beyond the health and fitness, or what, what difference is that health and fitness going to make in their lives, then it oscillates to the other end of the spectrum, where it is really, really client-focused. The opportunities and bounds of that conversation are much wider, uh, and it is really the client at that point in time leading that part of the conversation uh, and I'm just here as a partner helping them to think about the possibilities and going back to Carol Dweck it might not have happened yet but what is possible uh, and so I'd work in partnership with them at that point. Got it good okay well you've got another item still to pick and the person to choose so uh, what are you going for next? David I'm going to choose an item that's much more related to the fitness industry I'm going to go there tape measure cloth tape measure and the reason being is that it's really, really important to track how you are progressing. And a tape measure is a cheap way of doing that. You can get that from anywhere online in your local grocery or store or supermarkets. Probably be able to pick one up for a few pounds or a few dollars, if that. And the measure that I usually ask my clients to do is on a weekly basis, just measure the circumference of their waist. So typically a client will come to me and they would say, I want to look great for the summer. I want to have lost my belly fat, I want to look more muscular. And this applies to both males and females, more muscular and more lean. Uh, so that when I go into, when I go to my summer holiday, go to the beach, go to the pool, use the hot tub, I look better than what I currently do right now. And of course, the mirror is a great way of measuring um, whether we're achieving our goals or not. Uh, but it can sometimes be deceptive. Our body composition changes throughout the day. So we're probably a little leaner in the mornings once we've woken up, obviously, because we've just had a several hours worth of fasting. We haven't eaten for six, seven, eight or nine hours. 
however long we sleep, then we would be in the evening when we'd had a four days worth of eating that we'd done. Uh, and so the mirror can be deceptive at times. The tape measure, however, can often be a good measure or good way to track how we're progressing. So measuring your waist circumference every week is a, is a good way of doing that. If your goals are to lose fat, then if that measurement is coming down, quite easy to see that we're on the right path. If that, if that measurement is going up, then quite easy to see that, hey, perhaps we need to make some changes if we want to head towards our fitness goals. So easy, cheap way of figuring out whether we're heading towards our goals or not. So I'll take a tape measure, David. Interesting. So tape measure over calipers. Tape measure over calipers, just because calipers are a little bit scary looking. If I could have taken two items, I probably would have taken calipers as well. Tape measures just much easier for people who are not used to using calipers to, to use. No instructions are really required when, when using the tape measures. Okay. And they do hurt. So finally, who are you taking with you? I, mean, I should just clarify, other people have said, oh, well, it's going to be a very big backpack for you to put these people in. They're not going in the backpack. They're just coming along with you. So who are you going to take with you? Believe me, this person wouldn't fit in the backpack either. So there were two people that I was thinking about. One was Arnold Schwarzenegger, an amazing bodybuilder from the 70s, but I'm not going to go with Arnold just because that's not the type of client that I aim to work with. That's not the type of look that most of my clients want. Most of my clients want a healthy, lean-looking physique, uh, some, some, a physique that would fit into everyday life, but just looking good and feeling healthy. So I'm not going to go with Arnold. I'm going to go with a guy named Ted. Ted is not famous. Ted is not well-known. Ted is, was a, uh, a guy in his mid-60s who I saw in a local gym when I was around about 20 years old. And he was the healthiest looking person in that gym. And he was in his mid 60s. So probably now in his mid 80s, I have no idea if he's still with us or not. But Ted was an inspiration to everybody who went to that gym, both male and female. Even though he was in his mid 60s, he was ultra enthusiastic. He was super friendly. And he had a really, really positive outlook on life. You could quite easily say he had a growth mindset. And his mindset was, we can always improve, even if it's just a small amount per day. And that was really, really inspirational. And I've taken that learning from that moment that I met him to this day. And I think I'll keep it with me uh, forevermore, I would say. That, that ability to just adapt and change for the better day by day is a really, really good approach and aligns really well with some of the message messages that I said about Carol Dweck earlier on. He really, he looked also looked really, really healthy. He wasn't muscle bound, but he, he was fairly lean and any person within that gym, I was much, much younger than him. Even I still aspire to the kind of physique that he had. And if I look anything like Ted, when I'm in my mid sixties, I would have done a good job on myself, looking after myself. And if any of my clients look like that when they're in their mid sixties, then I would have done a good job as a personal trainer as well. Oh, I love the sound of Ted. Okay, so there's your backpack filled. Ted's coming with you. Now, sometimes people get help with their packing. And so you may not have packed everything yourself in that backpack. What is one thing that you want to make sure has definitely been left behind and is not in your backpack? 
I'm going to cheat a little bit, David. I'm going to say two things. Hopefully that's allowed. I'm going to leave behind a fixed mindset. So the mindset where you believe that it's not possible to change just because you haven't achieved it yet means that you won't be able to achieve it in the future. I'm going to leave that mindset behind. And I'm also going to leave behind the gimmicks and fads and crash diets and all the sorts of fitness gizmos that you can get on the market these days and those sorts of concepts because it's not needed actually getting fit and healthy is actually quite straightforward uh, and fairly simple and that's what people should take away with them if you want to get fit and healthy it's quite simple as long as you have a growth mindset and you as long as you believe it's possible it will happen good stuff Okay, one last question before we let you go. Uh, where do you hope that you are or hope that you are not heading for this fictional gig? So I would want to go, David, where the people at the clients will want to be Ted's. They wanted to be like Ted. They wanted to get the mindset that Ted had, that positivity, that positive outlook on life, the having the notion that we can improve day by day. If, if the client had a bunch of aspiring Ted's, then I would be happy. And of course, if it was in the Bahamas somewhere where the weather was great and there was lots of nice beaches, then that would be even better. Brilliant. Well, look, we should let you get on your way to this fictional gig uh, and start whipping them into shape. So, uh, Jitanvara, thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you very much, David. And thank you for joining us on this episode of The Coach's Backpack. If you would like extra goodies such as free tools, offers, further info about our guests, maybe even the odd peek inside their actual backpack, then sign up to our mailing list at thecoachesbackpack.com. And don't forget to follow the podcast too. See you next time.